Welcome to the Sports GPS, where all roads lead to sports, with your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 2, Episode 34. Parker, what are we getting into today? We are talking about the MLB labor dispute uh, yeah. and how all that's going this week. Yeah. From there, we're discussing the NFL and the hot issues that have gone on all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, discussing all the quarterback possibilities, moves, yeah. things like that. We're getting to a full quarterback carousel in an upcoming episode right before free agency starts, but I digress. Yeah. And we are ending with the NBA as the unofficial second half started following the NBA All-Star Weekend. Absolutely. And we're going to give our second half predictions on our top four in the East and the West. Yeah, get, you know, exactly where we stand and, you know, what changes we had considering, you know, we made a couple bold predictions earlier yeah, in the year. <laughs> and eh, they're not coming to fruition. But uh-huh. all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. Getting started with the MLB labor discussions. This entire week has been, you know, was supposed to be right. what we wanted. You know, owners, players association. Meeting every day. Meeting every day for more for more often than not multiple hours, right? Right. right. Now, multiple hours two right. to <laughs> eight. I think they met for eight hours yesterday. He's better than 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is what we were getting with all these stupid proposals, whatever, what have you. So there's at least discussions. Yeah. Rob Manfred met with what's his face? I can't even remember the the head of Tony Clark. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that guy. guy. That guy. That dude. Yeah. Uh who who can't figure out what he wants. Yeah, I mean that's that is my biggest thing. MLBPA, you hate everything the owners are offering. What do you want? What is the one thing that you want? Be clear. And, co- and give us a proposal and let's see. We- the problem is they're so far apart on the financials. Right. So far apart. It's like, okay, do I think that made, like the, the owners need to like, you know, come in a little bit with the money? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. But you can't be at, for instance, the CBT threshold. So the owners, they're at 214 on the mm-hmm. CBT threshold. Right. The players, they want 245. Yeah. All right, players, you're not getting 245. Yeah, it's not happening. Can you meet them? Can we be at two, 220, 225? Yeah, somewhere in that realm makes yeah. sense. I mean, so like I said this last week, what they need to do is just be like, hey, listen, here's what we'll do. For this year and for the next three years, we'll do this number. And then if that doesn't work, right, then we could tweak it. But we, yeah. we got to, you know, go. Like, especially this bonus pool that they want, yeah. right? Like, they're so far off on that. The fact that the owners are willing to give you a bonus pool at all states that they're willing to make moves, right? Like, they're willing to do stuff. They realize there's a there's a problem in the system, and they're willing to address it. The problem is the owners aren't willing to throw $100 million yeah. at a problem. They're at ten fifteen for right. the bonus pool. <laughs> but if, like, you think about it, okay, so let's, let's say the bonus pool... Should be fifty. Let, let's say thirty. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Thirty million dollars because each team has to put in a million dollars at that yeah. point, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at it that way and go, each team must do a million dollars, and then 
we revisit it in three years if it's not enough to yeah. compensate the players that are you know making all this money. Yeah. Then yeah, I mean that's what you do. And if you wanna if you wanna help those you know top you know however many players. They were saying like thirty players. Now they want yeah. like hundred and twenty players I, I, I or whatever. It's like what top hundred prospects? Yeah, because because yeah. the the uh, you know the the whole super two thing. Yeah. That they were really trying to push. Like you're you're pushing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. After Thursday's meetings, mm-hmm. MLBPA proposed regarding like rookies and full year of service time. Right. So first team or second team all of MLB, you you get a bump. Okay. Right? Top three finish in Rivera Hoffman Award, so a closer. Right. Top five finish in Rookie of the Year voting. Top five at position in war, which and this is the other thing. They they want to they want to <laughs> come to together on how much you should get paid based off your war. <clears throat> so yeah, let's change the game. Because if you're telling me that players can get like up or down in pay based <clears throat> off your war, well they're gonna do certain things that affects or doesn't affect your war right so like they're not going to do something that may help you win the game like i don't know move a runner over yep they're not going to do that because like oh i gotta hit a homer i gotta drive in the run yeah and so so it's top five at position in war first base second base third base shortstop dh or top 15 at position in war outfield starting pitcher for relief pitcher it's like right oh my gosh first of all i don't like i mean i like the numbers right i like war yeah but Every every company that does statistics, fan graphs, whatever, they're all different. They yeah. all have a different formula. So first of all, I want to know what formula formula you want to use to come up with war. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just players, you're the vanguard of the game. Like like what, how you play matters, and it matters to fans. And I I don't like this whole like you have to play a specific way to get paid. Right. Well, so I think it's because they don't have another metric that's more all-encompassing. I right? wouldn't. I wouldn't use a metric. Well, I think we can use our eyes. I think we can too. But then at that point, like who who's on the panel, right? Yeah. You, Where if yeah. you can create a computerized panel, quote unquote, with war. Like I, I'm not defending the action. What yeah. I'm saying is, give me a better idea. The problem is who's on that committee, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. And that that's a whole nother bag of worms. You're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. You have to unravel right. to figure this out. So I think just saying, hey, we'll do it by war is, is better for now. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Because you don't have that glory statistic or that, yeah. you know, that perfect scenario because you don't know who you're picking. You don't know who you're doing this. Right. That's why you don't put $100 million into this pool money. Man. And you only put 30 Yeah. You know, Th- that way you can sit there and go, okay. Well, at least we're not like just blowing money yeah. to blow money in a situation where you could just start paying players. Because like, all right, where's that $100 million coming from? Well, it's coming from the owners. I get that. Yeah. So what you're saying is if the owners are willing to do $30 million, I know it's a stretch because they're at like 15 20 right. right now. So you're willing to bump it up another $10 million. Let's just say the owners are willing to do it. I think they would, right? I would hope so. You would think, right? <laughs> And if the players go, okay, well, we're missing seventy million. If they take it to a hundred million, that's seventy millions coming from somewhere. Right. You know where it's coming from? The owners. The, no, no, no. What I'm or saying is coming from, from other pe- yeah. players' pockets. Right. Because they're just not going to pay other players. Right. So, like, what do you actually care about? Do you care about the young guys getting paid and doing it right, or do you care about just getting something 
in place so that some can get paid. Right. Because right now what you're asking for is a lot of money so that an imperfect system can can dole out this money. Right. Where if you do it like let's say 30 million and you know, now you have an imperfect system doling out a little less money when these guys get up and like everybody uses their eyes and uses their tests and know what they need and they can go out into free agency. That's an extra 70 million that the imperfect system doesn't have. What also bothers me is like the, like MLB is willing to like take care of service time manipulation, AKA the Chris Bryant rule. Right. They want to get rid of that. Yeah. Why can't you agree on that? Draft lottery. They're the MLB's for it. Yeah. But it's like every other professional league, it's like three or four teams. No, they want eight. What what are you what are you doing? Yeah, what do you need eight for? Can can you do three or four? Yeah. I'll, it, I'll even give you five. Well what I'm saying is and that's the point, right? So you're you're looking like the at the PA's these, not willing to budge on anything. And it makes no sense. And yeah. that's my the the biggest thing here is you're trying to implement a system and you think that taking it to the extreme, because that's where we're at yeah. now. Uh-huh. Like we're at, let's just take things to the extreme. Let's, where's the, where's the moderation here? Where's the, hey, okay, so this is a new thing we're doing. You know, let's, let's test let's, it here. Yeah, let's uh, test it at level. a smaller threshold. Right. And then if we need to tweak it, we could tweak it later. And they could put this in wording in the CBA. Right. I've said it for weeks, almost months at this point, yeah. that you can change things in a CBA. It's and, not hard. And it's not like this CBA lasts 100 years. It lasts five. Yeah. Or, or Well, it lasts however long you want it to last, right? right? But mo- most most agreements, it's a five-year deal, Five right? to ten. Yeah. Uh, the longest CBA they've ever had was 12 years. So, yeah. I mean, when I... And, and but that but was, again, you can you make it three. Yeah, you can make it whatever. Right. You could sit there and be like, okay, we want this to stand for five years. However, after three years, we look to tweak it here. Yeah. And if we can't, then we keep the CBA for five years. Five years aren't going to kill you. No. They're not going to kill you. Yeah. But it's it's baby steps. You don't need to take... It, it's not the, you know, one small step for man. Yeah. One giant leap for mankind. This is this is literally one small step for Major League Baseball to make sure your butt's on the field. Yeah. I just love Dodgers ace. Walker Wheeler came out and said, this isn't millionaires versus billionaires. It's workers versus owners. I go... Well, I mean, he's um, right. Yeah, in the but... statement, but it, and and I get that he's trying to change the the public perception, but the public perception is already made up yeah. because you guys won't move and you won't sit yeah. there and be like, okay, listen, if you won't give us this, you have to give us this. Yeah. Like that's the type. Like, have you ever gone to a negotiation table? I will. I don't understand yeah. this, and this is the problem: is players haven't right. Their agents do it for them. But one thing I am positive about this week i know it not a lot of positives you actually had players there right it's not just you know the the people representing the pa the couple guys there and the couple guys who's representing the major league baseball you have owners and players there that's that's at least a positive because guess what players you can stand all like high and mighty but guess what once the season's supposed to start and those checks are supposed to come in they're not coming in right you're not getting paid but boss and Major League Baseball already came out and said we're not making up games, like like we're not having like a bunch of doubleheaders to get one sixty two. If we miss games, they're missed. Yeah. So, okay, I understand 
And I like I'm for the players. Like I don't want ownership, but like of course I love how it's like everyone thinks it's just one guy just sitting in the suite. Now most teams now they're owned by ten conglomerates. Uh, like yeah. li- like for instance, the Atlanta Braves. Their owner is Liberty Media Group. That ain't one dude, man. Yeah. That's like ten to. I mean, I don't know if it's a hundred, but it's tens of people, right? It's a conglomerate, right? It's a conglomerate. So, like, it's not just one dude getting paid. And you have, and you have, <laughs> you have what stockholders or yeah. shareholders? Uh, there's plenty. Me? Yeah, there's plenty. Of so it's not. It's not just that. one dude getting a paycheck, right? So that money has to come from somewhere, and they want to make money. This is a business. This is their business, right? And, <laughs> I just you know. everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. I, it's how big of a piece of the yeah. pie you want. The problem is, and everybody has to realize this: that if you're not on the field, you're not getting paid. Well, it, it, there is no pie. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so would you rather have a little sliver of pie, or would you rather have no pie? Right. Because I'm telling you right now, if baseball doesn't happen this season, baseball's done. It's dead. It's, it's dead. gone forever. I mean, we. I mean, I know. I was a little. We were little kids when '94 strike happened. Right. But we also know the the repercussions of it. Yeah, you had fans that never came back. Yeah, never came back. And and I'm not a steroid guy, but thankfully for the steroid era, you had the home run chase, and that was huge. In late '90s, early 2000s, like baseball kind of got back, right? Yep. I mean, you couldn't watch anything on ESPN without it's like, sorry, we have to cut in here. Uh, Sammy Sosa's at the plate, or yeah. Mark McGuire's at the plate. We got to see this at bat. Right. That's well, that's not the case anymore. So, and look, you have other sports that are more, football's one, they're king, then it's the NBA, soccer's getting more popular, that's not just a global sport, it's it's coming to America too. Yeah. So, I just, like, stop being stupid, yeah. okay? Get on the field, that's your job, you guys are making millions of dollars, and it's not like they're fighting for the little guy, as much as you think. Yeah, they're trying to say they are, but they're not. But MLB's willing to... Raise the minimum salary for minor league players. Right, it's not like they're not willing to do like minor no. league, major league, or everybody. They're yeah. they're willing to do it. It it and, and I mean it's just it makes no sense in my head why they can't get this deal done. But you got till Monday. Yeah, I mean we're- <laughs> they have to. They I'm telling you, they just need to lock them in a room. And I'm saying nobody can get out of there. Oh, I I agree. The only the only people that are allowed to DoorDash food right now are the owners. Yeah, but you know what. MLBPA and your representatives, you're not you're not getting any food. Put, you haven't moved. Put some water coolers. In move. A room. Put some water coolers in a room and lock the door and don't let them out until they're done. Give them some triscuits. Triscuits. <laughs> I'll you know I'll I'll sweeten the pie. I'll give you some Rice Krispie treats. No, 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 no. I'm not giving them any sugar. No, <laughs> maybe Cheez Its. Maybe Cheez Its. But it's triscuits. Yeah, like triscuits and saltines. That's what yeah, you get. Saltines. Fam. Yeah, man. Again, a, yeah. a loaf of bread and a hard boiled egg, man. I don't really care. Yeah. Like I'm 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 serious. Yeah, this I'm is stupid. I I'm so done. I mean, you and I are baseball guys, so it's not like we're like, oh, baseball's back. Yeah, we don't care. Like we're gonna care because we love baseball. Right. But you you are losing fans. Yeah. Right now. Now I can football's over. Yep. I know NBA like after the All Star break, but like the Olympics are over. Yep. So like people are like, oh, I wonder what's going on with like there are legit people who don't even know we're in a lockout. Yeah. So now they're like, what's going on with baseball? Like I'm I'm ready to plan to go to see spring training games. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. As of right now, no. And you have angry people. Yeah. And they're not going to come back. And at least the owners are sitting there saying, hey man, I'll give you your money back. But they know it's just coming right out of the players' paycheck. So right. Yeah. It is. It's over. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm I'm absolutely done. It's I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm Can't done. deal with it anymore. Yeah. 
So hopefully they get it done by Monday. If not, they've already sat there and said they've canceled another three spring training games. Yeah. So they're instead of March fifth start, it's March eighth start at the beginning. Jeez. So it, and then you're going to get right into NFL. You know, free agency. Free agency because that's happening on the sixteenth. Draft. It's yeah, quick, it's like, quickly coming. So this was the time where you strike. Like this is the time where yeah. spring training gets everybody involved and, and gets them on the baseball bandwagon heading yeah. into the summer. Yeah. And right now you're missing it. Because mm-hmm. nothing's going on. Yep. Because you're locked in a room and the players can't figure out what they want. Exactly. Stupid. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the MLB Labor Talk. When we return NFL, <laughs> speaking of it right here, <laughs> let's talk about free agency when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking NFL after our big old rant session in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and the fact that we're talking about it just makes me even more mad. But that's fine because there are some legit things that are going on in the NFL right now. Uh, revolving quarterbacks and mm-hmm. where they could go and things like that. We're going to do, a, like I said in the intro, we're going to do a full quarterback carousel the week before free agency starts. Yeah. And then... We're going to talk about free agency, obviously, when that happens. Again, we never know when we record. Like, right now we're recording at 11.48 on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on our work schedule. Right. So, you know, when we sling the chicken and when we don't (laughs) sling the chicken depends on when we bring this to you. So, Uh as of right now, uh, Russell Wilson could very well be traded. He very well could be, and he probably should be. Like, Seattle should probably just start over. Well, Russ, Russ doesn't want to be there. Right. And you don't want a disgruntled quarterback. You mm-hmm. guys didn't have a good year. I know it's, you know, in the NFL, you can have a quick turnover, right? right. But I think, you know, my suggestion, I, I heard this on Coward's show. He goes, would you, would Philly trade their three first-round picks this year and their first-round next year to get Russell Wilson? No. I know you're not for it, and I'll let you speak. But I, I, I don't hate it. And you know why? Because, I, and I think Russ is a top-five quarterback. I know that we were talking about it before we came on here. Like, you could make an argument. He's definitely top 10, but is he top 5? I yeah, think no, he is, Absolutely right? top 10. There's not a doubt in my mind that he's top 10. And to tell you the truth, he's probably top 5. Yeah. So my point is, do you believe in Jalen Hurts enough to think he's going to win you a Super Bowl? I know your answer to me was Trent Dilfer. I go, I get it. I'm not, t- I'm not telling you Trent Dilfer is awesome and a Hall of Famer. I like him better than Jalen Hurts. I just think, and everyone's like, well, uh, I know I was talking to some people at work today. They're like, well, look at all the weapons that Russ has in Seattle. I go, yeah, he has a terrible offensive line as well. Defense is definitely on the decline. Using Philly as the example, I know Jalen Rager, not not great. I think Devonta Smith is really good. And I actually think Russ can make Rager halfway decent. Not not what you guys drafted him to be, but I think he'd be and I think you have a better tight end. So Russell Wilson can teach him how to catch. I digress. Yeah, I know. But I know what you mean. I'm not I'm not pro Rager and, you know, we know what he could have had. Hit him in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeez. I think Russ definitely makes you the favorite in the division immediately. Immediately, I think, I think currently we're the favorite in the. Well, no, I mean Dallas is. And part of the reason why I would be willing, I know three firsts is a lot, and you can do a lot with it. You're you're arguing four firsts to be clear. Well, yeah, but my point, like, just using the three firsts this year, this isn't like a uh, like it's deep, but it's not this like a high impact talent in the first round, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not like that's not that this kind of draft. Yeah. And you're getting Russell Wilson, like in it's thirties. 
It's not. I, I I know his age. I just I don't believe in Jalen Hurts, and it's not like Russell Wilson's got two years left. He's not. He doesn't have two years left. So I think I I know five tops. I know Nick Wright like a few years ago was using the thought of like okay you trade for a quarterback like a Mahomes Rogers Russell Wilson someone like that and every year that you have him you give up your first round pick that year like that's <laughs> the trade until that guy is not no longer on your team or mm-hmm. retired or whatever i'm thinking because if you're you if that quarterback is who he is you're not picking in the early you're not getting early first round picks you're getting late first round picks not that you can't get good players in late first round but they're not as valuable as if you're lottery top 10 whatever mm-hmm. i'm thinking you know you can make the argument is it should russ be in that conversation i don't know but i i think for philly's case they should consider it because you have a good offensive line i think it has chance to be better your defense isn't terrible quarterback is is iffy in my opinion i'm not i'm not a hurts guy i don't believe in him of what i've seen in college and the nfl i'm not telling you he's a bum mm-hmm. i'm not saying he shouldn't be in the league i just don't think he's like a great starting quarterback okay, okay. Give, right. me, give me your response so <laughs> so here's here's the thing right so i think the giants would be better off getting russell wilson i think it's a bigger upgrade for the giants and seattle would be more enticed by the two first rounders within the top 10 than Philly's three in the late teens. That's fair. Okay. So now let me go back to your original statement, which is Philly gives up four firsts. They're three this year plus next year. No. And the reason why I say that is because even the three firsts this year are too much. So let's just nix the next year one and let's go to the first first picks for this year. Who are they getting? Who are, who is everybody mocking for them at 15, 16, 19? They're mocking an edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson, David o, uh, Ojabu, so one of those types. They're they're mocking Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, the two linebackers, one from Georgia, one from Utah, stud linebackers. They're also mocking either a wide receiver, the uh, uh, Jameson kid from Alabama is one that they're looking at. Burks out of Arkansas, the tall body there. Um, and then Land, uh, Landon, the kid out of USC, even though I don't like Pac-12 wide receivers. Yeah. I, you know, tall body guy. You know, these are the type of wide receivers. Or they're looking at corners, uh, an Andrew Booth, a Gardner, things of that nature. Yeah. Right? So you're getting a defensive end blue chip. He's going to get after the quarterback, which you need now because you, you don't know what you have in Brandon Graham. You know you're going to have Brandon Graham. And he's good Brandon Graham, but at the same time, he's getting older. Sure. Josh Sweat, decent but not great, and as soon as anybody that's not good was on the opposite side, they shifted double teams to him or they chipped him, and he wasn't getting another quarterback. Uh, you, you really don't have a great, interior defense like i love fletcher cox i will love him to the day he dies he should be an evil for life however right now he's he's losing a step yeah hargrave looked amazing so I'm, our defensive line and howie roseman's always been let's build through the lines let's build through the lines let's build through the lines oh and then your other your other option at one of those picks is uh two 
interior offensive lineman. I like Tyler Lindbaum out of Iowa, so that's who I want. Yeah, uh, and that's the Jason Kelsey replacement if Kelsey comes back this year. I'm with you on the offensive line, but we need to replace him. He, he's definitely the top center in the draft. Yeah, Lin, uh, yeah. Linderbaum is 1,000%. Yeah. So if you get him, then I know you just drafted Landon Dickerson, but he looked great at left guard, so why move him, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So then you have Dickerson, you have Linderbaum after Kelsey retires, and you have Driscoll right now at, at right guard because Brooks is out. You know, there's there's moving parts at right guard, but you still have right tackle Lane Johnson. Yeah. You still have left tackle Jordan Mailata. You know, you've got Andre Dillard there. That's possibly a trade piece. So, like, could I could I justify getting Russell Wilson for, you know, 15 Andre Dillard and something else? Yeah, I could justify that. I could justify giving one first-rounder a, a potential – Franchise left tackle in Andre Dillard. He really, I mean, like, he, he could be there. They have problems on their offensive line, as you said. Yeah. And Dillard's still under contract for another two years. He was a, you know, first round pick. Yep. He's great at pass pro, not that great at run pro. You know, run blocking's not his deal. Right. So, like, there, there are ways to move. I would keep, you keep draft assets. I'm sorry, like, you, you don't trade a bunch of picks to get a quarterback over the edge of 30. Russell Wilson, if he's 28, I'm in. Patrick Mahomes, I'm in. Josh Allen, I'm in. Herbert, I'm in. Deshaun Watson. No, because of the trouble. Okay. I I, I was... You don't know if he's yeah. playing. You're right, you're right. Deshaun Watson, you you eliminate the entire scandal, the entire... And he could be innocent. I'm not... Yeah, I know the trial just started. Right. Like, like, what, and, last week. and if he's innocent... I'm in. Okay. I'm actually in. Right. If he's innocent, proven innocent, all of it's gone, I'm in for three first-round picks. The only reason why quarterbacks other other than Tom Brady, yeah, any quarterback not named Tom Brady has deteriorated after age 30. Okay. And that's my problem. And Russell Wilson did not have a good year this past year. I, I know it wasn't great. Wasn't on the field. Yeah. And so I why am I going to trade three first-round picks who are potentially – you know, game, you know, we traded away a franchise quarterback to get one. We traded back and lost out on, you know, Jamar Chase potentially or, yeah. you know, Waddle this year, even though I love Smith. Like we, and then yeah. we had to make a deal with the devil, aka Dallas, to get, yeah. you know, Smith mm-hmm. ahead of the Giants. So, like, we had to make deals to get that and get that first rounder from Miami this year. So, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just, say that we didn't sacrifice to get the picks that we have. Why are we just going to give him up for a 33-year-old aging quarterback, even though he's from the Richmond area, and I love Russell Wilson, don't get yeah. me wrong, and would I love him in Philly? Sure, but it, that's too big of a price tag, okay. three firsts. All right. Give up one first, Andre Dillard, I'm cool with that. Okay. That's fine. I'm good with it. In, in some you know, wackadoodle player, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm not telling you, because I know Cowherd's like, oh, I do it every day. I'm not telling you it's slam dunk. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate. I just think, I think, especially for a guy like Russell, and I, I know his age. I know he's over 30. I got it. Right. But I I think the modern quarterback, like I don't think playing until 40 is out of the question. I don't think being productive at age 40 is. I, I know I know. Tom, I'm not saying everyone's Tom Brady. That's not what I'm saying. But with the, time la- the, after time. the fact that the NFL, how they're protecting quarterbacks, 
Now, I know Russell, he's had some injuries here lately, mm-hmm. and part of that is his offensive line, and he loves to scramble around. And I think in Philly, he wouldn't have to do that as much, even though that's part of his game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would have – and I think as he gets older, and this is just a, a guess, I would assume he'd protect his body better, right? right? Not take the hits that he takes now. And I think the offensive line will definitely keep him more upright. I don't know. I just I thought it was very interesting. Well, here's here's my to other thought about. too. And you're saying that uh, that you don't believe Jalen Hurts could take you to a Super Bowl. I don't think so. I see a lot of Russell Wilson within Jalen Hurts. I do not. No, no. no. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to Wilson's first couple years in the league. Yes, he was a little bit better at reading defenses. I'm willing. I'm willing to admit it. He was willing to take risks, deep shot. I'm willing to admit that. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that. They, but there are similarities with the scrambling. The um, yeah. the manipulating of the pocket, the rushing yards, things like that. The difference is when Russell Wilson was winning, his defense was winning early in his career until he figured everything out. You do have to remember that this is only twenty games of professional I, football I for Jalen Hurts. I get it. I just so what I'm saying is I don't believe Jalen Hurts is ready right now to take me to the Super Bowl. I'm not disagreeing with that. However, he's also the right side of thirty. And he's now in his going to be in his second year of Nick Sirianni system, and I believe that he can make leaps forward. I'm not thinking he's going to win me a Super Bowl next year. I'm thinking he can win me a Super Bowl the year after that. That's where I 2024 is when I'm thinking Jalen Hurts puts me in Super Bowl contention. Okay, right where Russell Wilson gives it to me now, but I'm sacrificing pieces that can help Jalen Hurts get there in 2024. Yeah, I think I'm not I'm not anti of thinking about the future, but I also think sometimes, especially in modern sports fandom, I think we get too concerned about how are we gonna look in five years. Don't you want to win right now? Like, don't you want to win a championship right now, not potentially five years from now? I'm not I'm not saying you just mortgage the future and just don't like look my Braves. Like, just switching to baseball real quick. My Braves, we went da- tore it to the studs outside of Freddie Freeman. We tore it down to the studs for, and and Freddie Freeman, and we built it up, and we won the World Series this year. But you know how long that took? It took that took a, a bit, right? If you want to do that, fine. But I also think as a fan, and especially in a city like Philadelphia, do they want to wait three to five years to be in like a Super Bowl contender, or do you want to try to win one right now? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to win one right now, and I'm not disagreeing with that fact. The difference is, in in and I'm going to use L.A. for example. This year, they they won it this year. Awesome, congrats! You realize the next five years you're going to be in the dumpster. But would you trade that Super Bowl to be just solid? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, but what I'm saying is, every single one of their their moves got them what they needed right. this year. I don't think that the reason why they won this year is because Matt Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson on the wrong side of it is that much not much better than Jared Goff and it's worth three first-rounders this year. Okay. Because the Rams right now, they, they traded a first-rounder, a first-rounder, a first-rounder. They, they let it go yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Right? And then they traded seconds and seconds and seconds yeah. for other pieces. What I'm saying is it's three first rounders this year after you just left stuff go. So like, that's, that's the point. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to kill myself for a year and we need pieces to get us there. And because we were in playoffs this year means we're not that far off. If Jalen hurts can somehow figure out how to hit Quez Watkins on a crosser that's 50 yards downfield and he's willing to pull that trigger, 
We beat Tampa Bay this year. Yeah. In the playoffs. Uh-huh. I mean, he missed a wide-open Quez Watkins twice. Yeah. Because he didn't throw it. Yeah. So, like, that's my point. It's not like he can't, you know, it's not like the offensive line deteriorated and he couldn't make the throw. It's literally, he just missed him. And I think that's lack of experience. Sure. I don't think it's lack of Ability. talent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just lack of experience. And okay. going, oh, oh, hey, I have the fastest player on the field right now. We got him for a six-rounder because Howie Roseman can draft anybody post-round four. Everybody he picks is a gem. But until that point, it's not. So, again, yeah. I digress. All right, speaking of another quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, I know on Monday he sent out this long Instagram post. It had pictures and everything. And it was a combination of thanking his teammates and everyone in the quarterback room. But it was also him and his, well, ex-fiance, Shailene Woodley. They they broke up. Right. I know I know. you were telling me, like, they spotted them at, what, a coffee shop whatever or whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever. They're, they're... I'm not into the whole Hollywood drama yeah. that is Aaron Rodgers and Shane Woodley. Yeah, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like, it was, it, he was telling how much he still loves her and all that. Whatever. But, you know, they're friends, and I appreciate you and all you've done for me. And then he was thinking, you know, everyone in the quarterback room in the season, it's like, Rodgers, I feel like just yesterday you were talking about how you want to be out of Green Bay. And then the next day, it's I love Green Bay. I love everything. It's like I I actually like Aaron Rodgers. Like I, I like I know everyone's like oh he's I'm a, he, over it. He he's a butthole and whatever. But you know I'm over. I'm him. I'm very curious. Like because Green Bay they've been they've standed firm. They they're not trading him. They should consider it depending on what you can get. I um, mean anybody has a value, right? Right. I mean and, the man's thirty eight years old. How much more are you getting out of him? He he is back to back MVP. So I'm not disagreeing with that either. Yeah. But I mean, when you have the cupcake schedule that yeah. he had this year, start eating that avocado ice cream, Aaron, and then and try to be Brady. Listen, I just I'm I'm <laughs> done with the whole Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers si- uh, saga. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It is. it is a saga. A long, long time ago, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was holding a clipboard for Brett Favre. Yeah. Like I mean, legitimately, and it's been. Forever, it feels like, yeah. even though it's only been 12, 13 years, the, 14 the part, years. The funny thing with Aaron Rodgers is when you really dig into the whole thing, he's like, I know like for a while there, him and Brett Favre weren't buds because of everything that happened. He's kind of pulling a Brett Favre. Yeah. And it, it's pretty comical. The difference is Green Bay's like, oh, we can we, we can move on from Favre because we have Aaron Rodgers. We know he's good. And now it's like, oh, we have Jordan Love. We don't think he's good. Yeah, we thought he we thought he could be good. And then you put him in the in the room, and you're well. Watching. No, I mean they they had him, and then he looked that bad against Kansas City. Well, even that, but I'm but I'm also sure this was before he even got in the game. It was like uh, at practice, like oh, I think we got the wrong guy, right? Because you you can, I'm not saying I'm an NFL expert, but those guys can tell day one if this guy's legit yeah. or not. And I I'm pretty sure it was quick when they're like ah, Jordan Love ain't the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I hope I hope the Colts don't take him because it looks like Carson Wentz is out. Yeah, I mean, and again, we'll discuss where he ends up. God, I think that's just the wrong move. I think they, it's the wrong move. Again, there's there's lots of, a uh, lots of people that think right and wrong. I mean, I could be one thousand percent wrong in the Russell Wilson deal. Like yeah. if I could red blue bill, uh, blue pill here, right? Yeah. I I, I know the, how far the red hole goes. <laughs> I I just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you where you want to go with Carson. Like in again, 
I love Carson Wentz. I think he's great. The the problem you have to think is, yeah, you just gave up a first rounder. Yeah. And do you want to win now? Yeah. Or do you not? I, the options aren't great out there. Right. So I mean, that's the point. There's really like, what, two guys that mm-hmm. are massive upgrades over mm-hmm. Carson that are like, quote unquote, on the market. Right. Rodgers, potentially, and Russell Wilson. Well, first of all, both of them are going to take large pack hauls, mm-hmm. right? And you, you gave up a first this year uh, for Carson. That's my thing. I'm not telling you Carson Wentz had a great year. He ended poorly. But honestly, when you blind resume him, like Colin Cowherd did on his show, I'm not telling you he had a better year than him, but they were close to Josh Allen, right? He had, what, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. I know the yardage wasn't astronomical. I know he's not the athlete he is. I'm, I'm not telling you he's even close. Both quarterbacks My- lost to Jacksonville. Correct. My point is, Wentz didn't have as bad of a year as everyone thought. It was his first year in Indy. He's been kind of hurt, right, the last several several years. Right. So, and he actually stayed relatively healthy. He had some great games against Arizona. That was a big game. I know last two weeks Oak against the Raiders and Jacksonville, he was bad. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'm willing to give him another year, especially considering you gave a first-round pick for him. Like, who, who are you going out to get? There's no one in the draft that's ready right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Jimmy G is an upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's solid, I guess. Coin but, flip. But is, is, you're going to have to give up more to get him, right? It's not just like Jimmy G for Carson straight up. You're going to have to put picks in there. And I, I'm just not, like, I'm willing to give Carson another shot. I know the owner, Jim Ursay, he's chomping at the bit. He wants to win right now. I get it. But you kind of tied tied once to your hip when you made that trade. Give him give him more than one year. I don't I don't know why it's one year or bust. Yeah, I I can understand that. But again, yeah, you know, it's you know whatever you want to whatever you want to say whatever you want to do there. The, the 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 Colts are between a rock and a hard place. Do you do you do you peeve off the owner or do you do you possibly give up everything you can for a quarterback that might not work? Yeah, and that's your problem. You don't know. Nothing's a guarantee. And sometimes you just got to catch magic in a bottle. Yeah. Carson Wentz, according to a lot of people, caught magic in a bottle one year, hurt his knee, and then he's done. Yeah, I don't... I think it's a confidence issue with him. Sure. Absolutely. So, that's beside the Oh, what about Brady of the Niners? I know that's a big rumor. He's, yeah. he's coming out of retirement. No, again, Brady's done. I'm, I'm done yeah, with Brady, I think too. he's done. I think, I, think, done. I think he's just... He's like, all right, I, I proved my point. I didn't have to do it with Belichick. Yeah. And he's done. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's going to conclude the NFL talk for right now. Again, look forward to the quarterback carousel. Look forward to the biggest free agents at each position group as we're going to be doing those leading up to the big free agency starting on March 16th, start of the new league year. But when we come back, we are wrapping things up with the NBA talk, All-Star Weekend and more when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking NBA All-Star Weekend and giving some second-half predictions. Mm -hmm. CJ, start us off. Well, let's talk about the All-Star Weekend and the fact that the dunk contest was an absolute (laughs) snooze fest. Uh I didn't even watch it. It was (laughs) terrible. I mean, Obi Toppin, sure, he did some great stuff. The, The problem was, like, he did the same dunk twice. The only modification was off the backboard the second time. Uh huh. And there were so many dunk attempts that, like, they were going up, and then they just, they bailed. That's terrible. 
Like, <laughs> I think Vince Carter said it best on ESPN the other day. Like, with dunk contests, it used to be, I'm throwing this down no matter what. Yeah. Now it's, oh, it didn't feel right. I'm just going to bail. Like, get out of here with this. Yeah. I'm so done. I'm done with yeah. these prima donnas thinking that just because they don't make something look pretty the first time around, it ain't worth doing it. It's yeah. It's bull is yeah. what it is, and it's just it's it it it's ruining the dunk contest. And another problem with the dunk contest is, are there really any dunks we haven't seen? So there's just not as much wow factor. I also don't like how players they don't really like, like they don't give you that wow. Like sometimes you need to like oversell it, right? And they they don't do it. They try to act all cool. I mean, you could do. I mean, you could do some homages, right? Like some of the homages are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, uh, Richardson, I think, did the Vince Carter, like, hanging yeah. in the rim by his elbow. That was cool. That was an homage. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm fine with that. You don't have to, like, reinvent the wheel every year. Just be creative. Yeah. You know, find somewhat subtle difference that you could do. And get the crowd hype. Right. Like, you got to get Sell something it. down. Like, sometimes just slamming down a dunk just gets the crowd behind yeah. you. That's what's that's what made the dunk contest great. And some of these guys, their leaping ability is incredible. If you just like jumped up and your head's at the rim, which is crazy, and mm-hmm. you just threw it down with authority. Right. And just hyped it up and oversold it, got the yeah. crowd into it, you're gonna get a ten for me. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a showmanship yeah. thing. And these kids yeah. aren't showmans anymore. No. So that's the problem is the dunk contest is Dead and now, it's a snooze fest. Now three point contest. Now that has become a different thing because that's where the game's going is three point contest. Three point contest is great. Yeah, it there's is. two, you know, totally different things. Because of how like wide open, you know, the the game of basketball has become, mm-hmm. and the fact that everybody's putting up threes. The fact that a center won it this year in Carnal Anthony Towns. You know, I, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, more centers, more big men face off against these small yeah. guys, right? And it's even cool, like, no matter who it is and how big they are, it's, okay, that guy got me 26. Like, the other guy coming down to the end, like, oh, he needs to hit this one to win. And then just, boom, at the end, and it's right. almost like a buzzer beater. Yeah. Like, that's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Or, oh, my gosh, like... I know Steph Curry's done it. It's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna like break a record for motion around. I like, I want to see that. Yeah. I care about that. That's fun. Yeah, and I think that's the type of competitive atmosphere that you want out of these competitions because now the game has come down to a three point shot. That more players are like, oh, this is what I do now, right? I don't. I, I just I feel like players have lost their touch yeah. with what the game is with the dunk contest, but now the three point contest has become that. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, you got Obi Toppin winning the dunk contest, which is like okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, all right, he's that's exci- expected, right? Yeah, he's, he's an exciting young player. We saw the hops in college. Yeah, we, we know. We knew. We knew. We saw him at Dayton. We knew. Yeah, we did. But like Carl Anthony Towns winning the three point contest is is super cool. Yeah, like a center. Like a, I'm I'm I don't know if he's officially seven feet, but he's six eleven. But yeah, six eleven seven. Yeah, feet, yeah. seven footer. Yeah, winning the three point contest. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I think we need more people doing that. So like, you know, 
that part, the skills kind of, I also think NBA needs to come up with another skills competition besides just dunking and three pointing. I know they do the, the skills competition where it's like passing and they go, they weave through. Yeah. They do the the first competition. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's all right. Like, Come up with something that's a little bit more spectacular. I don't know what it is. Because right? I know like they end on like a like a what a three point shot. And, yeah. And some of those guys aren't great shooters. Yeah. And it kinda takes them a while. It's like, right. okay, when, when is this gonna calm be, down. Yeah. Yeah. When's this gonna be over? Yep. But uh I, I like the, the I like that they have it in there. Right. But it's not as exciting. It's not as dramatized as, yeah. as some others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would be cool. All right, let's move into the game itself. Team LeBron versus Team Durant and you put team to rant with an asterisk because he wasn't even there right uh, whatever <laughs> yeah uh, team lebron continues their streak over team Durant. i didn't i didn't watch the first half but i watched like the fourth quarter mm-hmm. that was a, that was fun to watch it was a good game yeah i, I watched mean, like end of the third end of the fourth and of course steph curry stole the show jeez 50 points i'm so glad i put that parlay in <laughs> so i had Giannis, lebron curry and Embiid combined for over 100 i hit it by the by the middle of the third quarter well because curry went for 45 i, I was i was close because i had a, a parlay where it was like over unders for mm-hmm. points scored and john morant he let me down he, yeah. had, he had a sick dunk but he only had like six points yeah and i had the over <laughs> yeah but anyways shucks steph curry had 50 points 17 to 30 shoot. He had an all-star record, 16 threes. He was the, in the inaugural Kobe Bryant all-star game MVP war. He won the MVP. Right. It, it, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> if you watched this game, it was, it was a Curry heat check for about five minutes. Uh-huh. He put him up from everywhere. Yeah. From like, I, I, I know some of the shots. It's like, oh, I just crossed half court. Okay, I'm going out. It was literally like the four point logo at the Harlem yeah. Globe I know he had one. Like, he was hitting them from. Dude. He like jumped off one foot one time. I'm like, oh, this yeah. guy is. I mean, we all know this, but it's like this is fun. I was literally watching that quarter, and he put up that one from from like the logo, and yeah. I was like, heat check. And when it went in, I was like. Still good. Yep. It was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, the man was on fire. It was great. Giannis had a great game. He had 30 points, 12 rebounds for Team LeBron. The only one on Team Durant that really showed up was Embiid. Yeah. Embiid. Embiid's great. Because you can't you can't stop him. No, you can't. He's a beast. You can't stop yeah. him. You can only hope to contain him. And I mean, I like what they how they set it up now. It's, it's not just like 12-minute quarters and then yeah. we're over. It's, okay, 12 minutes, and, and they go, okay, who won that quarter? Who won that quarter? And then the fourth quarter, they do like a point of like okay yeah, first, i can't remember first what te- the system is but yeah, it's, it's like first, first team to, this, to yeah. what once it's 24 six. points over top of the the leading score yeah. so like you know example here was 120 uh 163 was the number yeah because 24 points off of 29 yeah. or 39 excuse me and so lebron hit the game winner it's in cleveland they had mm-hmm. the 75th and it was it, it was it was just it was a good weekend for the it was NBA. good weekend for the yeah. nba for sure and, and then of course everyone's like oh my gosh you see lebron hug michael jordan it's like you know, they don't hate each other yeah i know we like to have the conversation who was a michael lebron I'm like well i understand the conversation but considering they're two totally different players two in two different eras like i don't like playing that game i'm a michael guy i, yeah. I, I love michael not that i watched every one of his games but just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think... Like, I, I've watched games, like, on ESPN Classics or yeah. whatever, so it's not like I'm... I Here's don't the thing. know. I think, I think Jordan could translate to this 
you know, thing. And I also think, sure. Uh, I, I think, think LeBron yeah. could that, translate yeah. back to Jordan. So like the whole, Oh, Jordan couldn't play now or the whole LeBron had, couldn't play back averaged, then. If Michael played oh. in this era, he would average like 35 points a game. Yeah. It's But LeBron would put up similar numbers to Jordan back then. Yeah. Just because actually LeBron's style of game actually fits back then. I mean, just I as good. I don't think LeBron's as physical and can handle the physicality as much as michael can but i'm not like and this is my thing that just funny when we compare eras it's like oh well he didn't do that in his era i'm like well if you put him in a different era he would adjust it's like for instance i'll go back to baseball again <laughs> babe ruth wouldn't do that in this era well you put babe ruth with some fitness and health and conditioning i'm pretty sure he'd still be a great player right like they're just natural abilities that you have, mm-hmm. and Babe Ruth had them. LeBron has them. MJ had them. Like, well, and I think I think LeBron has gotten used to the fact that other players get hacked like he does and get calls. Yeah, and I think he complains because he's like, okay, so dude, man over here can get that call, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> when no calls were made in the nineties, yeah, you know that's <laughs> LeBron would have just been like, fine, I'm just gonna take it to the hole, yeah. and it, he does. So that's why I say I think I think any. Any player could play in any era, truth be told. But there are some players that I don't think yeah. could fully translate and be as good. Sure. I think both of those players could be in either era, and they're going to be uh, as good agreed. as they are in the other era. Agreed. So that's beside the point. Anywho, so the rest of the All-Star game, the fact that uh, Le- LeBron has won for years now, yeah. and Durant wasn't even there. There was... Yeah. Uh, Family emergency, okay. so he wasn't there, even though he was going to play and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I also loved the the whole, you know, at halftime, the seventy fifth, you know, you know, they they brought out all the the big studs for each era or yeah. each each position group, so the guards, the forwards, and the centers. That was super cool. I really enjoyed, you know, watching that. The fact they got, you know, some of the big names. Uh, to come yeah. back and oh yeah and, it was, it was know, very cool yeah very it was cool. super cool well done nba great all-star weekend and i think it leads us to the unofficial second half in a really really good spot mm-hmm. especially because now there's a lot of hype there's a lot of hey who's doing what what all's happening especially because the big trades that happened right before all-star weekend now we're starting to see those players come in do some things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about my squad. Like, I mean, Harden looked really good in his debut he tonight. He did. 27, 12, and 8. Yeah. I mean, man man played well tonight. Yeah, even though I'm not a – like, I don't love Harden's game, mainly because he'll get any call that he wants. Mm-hmm. Not I, anymore, but – I also realize he's a talented player. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to tell you he's a bum. So, I think – I think it's an upgrade for Philly. They needed a a compliment to Embiid mm-hmm. since he didn't have not that Simmons was this like all worldly scorer, but he did a lot of great things on the floor when right. he was on the floor. Uber talented. And Tobias, he can score it, but you know Not tonight. I know. <laughs> but he, he is a scoring he's a good third option. Right. Yeah, I mean and, and here's the other thing too. I don't even think he's the third option. I think Maxi. Maxi's the third option. Dude, I love that guy. But and here's the other piece too. I think I think Harden for the last several years, he doesn't like to play second fiddle to a guy that does similar things as him. Right? 
So, like, let's look at Durant, right? Durant's longer. Durant does, but his style of play, the outside mid-range shot, is is kind of Harden's deal, right? Like, that's the yeah. type of player Harden is. Westbrook. Right. Same thing. The outside, yeah. let me p- dribble, penetrate, let yeah. me, but I, I play out. <laughs> Clear the side. Right. Give me the ball. And, yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Embiid is a, let me get down low, let me grind you out off the block, let me do, you know, the dirty work center. That's why I think this pairing might work. Yeah, I think it could work. Because Harden's playing second fiddle to a bruiser down low. And the guy who's going to be the MVP. Right, and he's the first option outside. Sure. Right? Where all the other times he was playing second fiddle to someone. It's a perimeter player. It was a perimeter player. Exactly. So I think that's why Harden's like, hey, I can play second fiddle to a guy who who I can't do what he does down low, but he can't do what I do outside. And I think those two compliments will play with each other. And it showed tonight versus Minnesota. Now I know Minnesota isn't a world beater, right? They are over 500. They beat Memphis yesterday. Yeah, they're solid. So I'm not going to sit here and state that the Timberwolves are some pushover, right? But they beat them by 31 tonight on the road. Yeah. Like that's an impressive debut. Oh, sure. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and think that the Sixers aren't possibly my new favorite in the East. All right, so speaking of who's our top teams in the East, let's give our top four in the East. You lead us off. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I just I just. Well, gave I know who your number one is. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I think right now with the Harden trade, Philly. The, the Philly has become, you know, a lot. And I know there's a lot of talk out there that they don't have enough perimeter shooting. Do they forget that the Sixers still have Danny Green? Yeah. Cork Moss can hit it from outside. Yeah. Tobias Harris is now your fourth option. Maxi can shoot. Maxi can shoot a little bit. He's not, you're not no. great, but I, I love that. Guy, he's man. got an outside shot. He does. Thibel, if Thibel <laughs> could realize that he can shoot it, get in the gym. I mean, he he, he had 11 points before halftime. Finished with 11 points. Need I say more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what uh, are you gonna do? Yeah. So that's who I have. That's who I have winning the East, or well, being the number yeah. one seed in the East, yeah. and I. Truly believe it's Harden. Curry, even though uh, Seth Curry is a a great player, he wasn't doing it in Philly this year. Yeah. Kind of did it last year. Not really doing it this year. So I think even that loss isn't as bad of an impact. Okay. Uh, The Bulls I have getting second. Yeah, that's fine. Between DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic. Vucevic, They're just, they're a solid all-around team. They got plenty of options. They play good D. And that team's just just good. It's built to win. Yeah. I and like I said, the only I, I'm homerish. I get it <laughs> with the 76ers. The Bulls are probably the number one, but I'm I'm, I'm playing a little homer here. Uh, the Bucks I have finished in third. I just believe in Giannis. Giannis is special. Everything he does. Chris Middleton again. This is another one of those perimeter versus inside situations with Giannis and then Middleton. That it it works. It matches. It works. The Bucks. I mean, you got to give respect where respect's due. They are yeah. the repeating champs, so I give them a third. I think the Heat right now are out kicking their coverage a little bit. I think they fall That's to fair. fourth. But at the same time, if you're anywhere in the top four in the East, you're probably okay because you're getting you're, a home series. You're definitely in contention. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Heat are great. I just think they're out kicking their coverage. I think Jimmy Butler's phenomenal, and, and that entire team has, you know, some – underrated stud power out there, but yeah. they're out kicking their coverage a little bit. I think they finished fourth. Heard. 
So I, my number one, and it's the number one coming of the year. It's the Bucks, and and a lot of it is just the defending champs. So until they're knocked off their crown, mm-hmm. I'm giving them that top spot because it's not like they're like dramatically worse, right. right? You still have Giannis, you still have Middleton, you have Drew Holiday. I think when it comes down to it, I think they can kick it up a notch. So I'm going to give them the one. Bulls are my two. They're fun. I love watching them. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the rise. And I didn't give them the one spot because this group hasn't done it together right. yet. Mm-hmm. So we still there's still some unknown. Right. I'm going to go Philly third. I know that you have one, and I could definitely see him one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, y- y- dramatic turnover, right? Yep. Like, you give up Curry, Drummond, and you bring in James Harden and Paul Millsap. Well, they got Willie Colley-Stein, baby. Dude, I, I didn't realize that till we were checking out the game tonight. I was like, you guys got Willie Colley-Stein? Like, yeah. That is basically Drummond. Yeah. Younger Drummond. Yeah. I know, I know Drummond, like, gosh, he was averaging like 20 boards a game like three years ago. Right. I don't I don't know what happened to him, but anyways, he's still averaging twelve. I know. He's off the bench. I know. So, but like you, you, you kind of replaced that with a, right. a younger Willie Cauley Stein, who the guy can ball. Yeah, I mean he's not bad. He's he's a rim runner. He can rebound. Anyways, so I have Philly third, and then Miami. I think you're right that they're out kicking the coverage a little bit, but I mean a few years ago they they were in the title game. Yeah, right. They were in the championship game. So Jimmy Butler, he know he can he he's a big gamer. Mm-hmm. They they play defense, right? I mean that is a if you don't if you're on Eric Spolstra's team and you don't play defense, you're out of here. Yeah, you're not playing. So I I want to give them respect, but I I can only go four for them. So yeah, I think I think the funny thing with the East particularly, like all four of those teams, if they represent the East in the finals, I'd be like, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah, any any one of the four. Yeah. Hey, let's go back to you know earlier in the year the the team that both of us kind of had hovering around the top 4 that's not here the new york knicks yeah they fell off and the nets i of course I, of course i also had my wizards like in that yeah, like five fringe well, right i know i was a homer but honestly when you looked at the roster thing and this could work yeah it could work but it i didn't, digress but whatever uh but, but yeah the, like the knicks and the nets well, like, do I, do i think the nets still have a chance they, they got to get healthy. Yeah, and if and I think New York Ky- lifts yeah, the... I think that's hap- going to happen. Yeah. So you get Kyrie every night. Ben Simmons, I think he wants to prove something. I would I would hope, right. if you have any kind of pride. And if KD's healthy... I mean, the funny thing with like when they had Harden, it's like, oh, it didn't work. I'm like, well, in 16 games they played together, it worked. It worked, yeah. But that's the problem. <clears throat> they can never play together. Anyways... So they're definitely in, but I also know the Wizards have had their number this year, right? Ironically, so I mean I don't want to fully just say oh they're done, 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 but they they haven't shown me that they're in. Yeah, and the Knicks fell off the yeah. face of the earth this year. I know they've had some injuries, but you know they're they're just not great. That yeah. entire organization needs a it, kind of an. Overhaul. It's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. Yeah, as, as long as Dolan owns the Knicks, they're gonna be this. Well, it's it's kind of the the Cowboys of the NBA. What could happen does happen. Yeah. to the I, New York Knicks. I do love like with free agency. It's like, well, it's the Knicks. It's like playing in Madison Square Garden is special, but for some of these guys, playing there once or like once or twice a year, it's yeah. good enough. Yeah. Why do you want to play for them from an organization? They never get the head coach right. Mm. Their owner is terrible. Right. 
They they don't know how to like build a team. They can get names every once in a while, but they don't know how to build a team. And it's the Knicks. Yeah, it's the Knicks. I mean, the Knickerbuckers. I mean, the last time they were relevant was when they had Allen Houston in like the '90s, early 2000s, like when they were actually watchable and kind of like oh. The, I was him. about to say, it was like him or are you, you talking like Patrick Ewing? Or like Latrell Sprewell. Like like as far as like, okay, they, they're watchable and they're competitive. Okay. It was like Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston. They didn't obviously reach the peak that they were predicting. And yeah, you're like, Patrick Ewing was really like the time <laughs> that I was like, this team could win a yeah. title, right? But no, MJ had something to say about it. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> basically every time. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's going to complete the East. Let's go out West. Parker, who's your four in the West? All right, I'm going Suns because no one talks about them. Yeah. But they're the number one team in the West. Well, the only the only issue with the Suns, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, is is Chris Paul's out. So that yeah. scares you a little bit, but I think they have enough. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've gained such a lead. Mm-hmm. I think they're, like, well, they're up six and a half games and over and the half, Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not saying Chris Paul being out is nothing. They obviously need him to win out West. But, like, Devin Booker's a star. Aiton is solid in Mm -hmm. his role. Like, they have some depth. And guess what? They did represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. But, like, no one talks about them. Like, they're not having a good year. It's like, oh, they're kicking everyone's butt. Yeah. The Warriors, they're fun. I have them, too. And three and four is kind of like, who cares? (laughs) Because it's really, like, Suns Warriors is, is who you got. I'm going with Utah three. I know Joe Ingles is out, and he's actually a huge part of that team. But you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert, and then I got the Mavs at four because I love Luka. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I have the same top three. I go Suns, Warriors, and then Jazz. I'm going to take the Grizz. Yeah. Uh, John Morant special. Dude, he's awesome. I think he's, they're out kicking their coverage a little bit now. I think people are going to realize how to play Jaw, and I think it's, you know, when you when you shut down Jaw, you kind of shut down Memphis. Oh sure, yeah. But at the same time, he's almost been unstoppable. Yeah. In in periods, and that's the reason why they're in the third seed right now. I think they fall to the fourth, but they stay there. Yeah. I don't I don't hate on the Mavericks being the five. I think that's actually the four five matchup is Grizz Mavs. So like I mean, you're, you're going to get a great series out of the four five in the West. Uh, I just you know John Moran is special. Yeah. And we knew it coming out of college. Oh yeah. We knew it. Mm-hmm. And yet, still, Zion Williams was the number one pick. And look, I'm a Duke guy. Like Duke is my team, and I love Zion. Jo, 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 jo. But I know coming in the what was the 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 worry? His size. Yep, dude, you're a freak athlete, and it's crazy with the weight you have mm-hmm. at your age, the athleticism you have. But guess what? As you get older, that's not good on your knees, bro. Right. Like it, it's going to catch up to you, and it has. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'd love to see a healthy Zion. I'm not saying that would mean the Pelicans are world beaters at West, but at least they'd be watchable. Right. Because right now they're not. Yeah, they're not. I can't, I'm not going to tell you I saw a lot of John college, but like coming, like when you're looking at the draft, it's like this, this kid's special. Yeah. This kid's a stud. Yeah. And he can beat you in so many ways. It's not just like scoring points. Like he can do a lot of different things. He's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I had him in the over in the all-star game, but we won't talk about it. Yeah. That's whatever. All right. Uh, I mean, out west, it's pretty much exactly what we thought. Yeah. We thought it was going to be Warriors, Suns. We thought the Lakers would be up in there. I didn't really think it, but they. I thought they'd be a little bit better a little than what better they are. Than what are. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, in, in the back half of this conversation, right, between uh, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Mavs, the Nuggets, 
Yeah, and the Lakers just, were kind of like or Clippers. If if Paul George Kawhi can get healthy, right? Which you know, that ain't happening. Ain't happening. So like, I mean, there was a lot of discussion on the back half, but we all knew Suns and Warriors were going to be great. Yeah, I know we were big Denver guys, but they they just can't. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jokic is awesome. Yeah, and I know the, I and and should win the MVP, mm-hmm. but the Joker, if he wanted, I mean, I'm not saying he should, but if he was like really like if he wanted again this year, I'd be like, I get it. Yeah. Because he's awesome. Yeah, he's playing great. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like I said, the MVP, we'll talk about that <laughs> when we get more into yeah. the later part of the season. But, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here in episode 34. Uh, hit us up on the, the social medias at the Sports GPS on for Instagram, everything. TikTok, Twitter. Yep, all of it. Hit us up. Let us know what we should talk about next week. Do we get anything wrong here with the top four? Are we sleeping on the dunk contest? I don't think we are. I don't think so. I, well, no, we were sleeping on the dunk contest. Like we yeah. literally slept through it. <laughs> well, I didn't. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I slept get, through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's gonna do it for us here. For all of us here at the Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.